mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Hey, everyone. Just uh, before we get into things today, there's uh, there's something that we just want to make sure we, we kind of just get out there really quickly. Uh, TJ is going to be taking a little break from the show here. Uh, he's obviously an invaluable part of, uh, of what we do, but we're going to see what uh, what we can get done without him. TJ, buddy, you know the keys under the microphone when you're ready to come back, and we're looking forward to it. Yep, and uh, TJ, you're awesome. It's not going to be the same while you're taking a break, but we will carry on the torch, and we will continue to tell everyone that Sam Bennett was overpaid for. <laughs> and uh, with, uh, with that just out of the way, we'll, uh, we'll get on with the show. Welcome to Panther Puri, the podcast where we're supposed to talk Panthers hockey, but sometimes we don't. Here are your hosts, Alex Lopez, Jake Langsam, and TJ Peterson. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Panther Puri. I'm your host, Jacob Langsam, but who knows for how much longer because joining me today are my co-hosts, Alex Lopez, and from WPLG Local 10, David Dwork and Ian Margol. I'm about to get strong-armed off my own podcast by goalies. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. I would have wished you would have just introduced us all as goalie Alex Lopez, goalie, <laughs> goalie, goalie David Dwork, but you know, this will work. <laughs> So I, I do have to, to throw it out there. I'm respecting the, uh, the goalie brotherhood by rocking the old school Buffalo Sabres Dominic Hasek jersey tonight. Very cool. Uh, I'm not a goalie. I've Isn't never played goalie, but, uh, but I feel like That's I'm included like the, now. the 90s, right? That's like the 90s Sabres uniform. Mm-hmm. So is that David, right? he's, like, he's like mid-20s. That is I'm late 20s. Right? Also, 90s is old school at this point, guys. Well, because they brought the, the old school back. Old school That's true. is current school. I guess. I don't know. I just don't see that That's as they, they brought like the really old school that. back. That's true. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, already it's off the, uh, the Buffalo <laughs> head for those of you who were, uh, who, who obviously can't see this because we're not on yeah. video. That's um, the podcast when they were in the finals, right? <laughs> Top tier podcasting, talking about what we're wearing. That's right. Ian. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a live stream today, guys. No, that is something we Not are talking yet, about. Yeah, but doing keep in the your future. eyes peeled, everyone. So, gentlemen, Spencer Knight made his first NHL start last night, and that's why uh, why why we wanted to make sure we could get as many goalies on the podcast as possible. Because uh, I'm not going to be able to drive this conversation as much as everyone else here, uh, other than just talking numbers. And what what a game for him! What a, what a great debut! Sorry, I wasn't prepared. I don't know who Spencer Knight is at all. <laughs> I, I thought we were talking Alex Ald. So <laughs> deep cut in another another former Panther draft pick. No, it's awesome. Yeah, oh, former Panther draft pick traded away and then ended up back with the Panthers in a the very very bad Roberto Luongo trade. <laughs> I think it was a lot of fun to finally see Spencer Knight. I I think the that Q picked the exact right game to start him the second night of a back to back against a team that is just desperate for the season to be over. I mean, there are, there are very few teams in the NHL in more disarray 
than the Columbus Blue Jackets right now. So it was pretty obvious that they didn't really have any interest in giving a shit during the game last night. So that's a perfect opportunity to get a 20-year-old goalie his first NHL start. And I know there were a lot of people who were upset, like, oh, why is you know, why is this 20-year-old kid starting over Drieger or Bobrovsky? Why, you know, ruin a good thing? It was pretty obvious in cute post-game comments that this was kind of a requirement to get Spencer to sign. There were some signability concerns going into the year. So if you had to promise the 20-year-old kid he's going to start an NHL game within a couple of weeks of signing, you do it, especially when you're in the playoffs. Like, you're going to the playoffs. You gave a kid a game. He won it. I don't think we see Spencer Knight again the rest of the season. But uh, overall, I thought it was a solid performance. I think we saw a lot of what, you know, what his draft pedigree was. But before we get into the uh, nitty-gritty in, in detail, I'll just completely leave Jacob in the dust talking about reverse BH. <laughs> Um, what are everyone else's like overall thoughts? Yeah. Um, well, I think that the perfect situation just kind of fell into their lap, you know, as, as Alex alluded to with this game, I mean, is there really any team in the NHL that you would rather face right now? Because Detroit's playing decently. Ottawa's puts up a decent fight. I mean, even Anaheim for, you know, for everything that they've been through this year, they're putting up a fight out in the Western Columbus is a tailspin right now. You know, when they're benching guys like Max Domi, when suddenly their goalies are not being as ridiculous as they've come, been accustomed to them, you know, both Corpusalo and Merzlikens were both pretty suspect. Um, so it was a great opportunity to put Knight in there. And I mean, it, it, does it really feel like he made 33 saves? No. Like if I told you he made 20 <laughs> saves in that game, would it be kind of believable as well? Yeah. Like it was just a very blah game from the Blue Jackets and great for Knight. He made every save he was supposed to make. He was positionally sound, all the things that we knew about him coming in. But he wasn't really asked to make any crazy saves, which is great. Confidence building. And, you know, now you move on. Hugh said today uh, on, a, on a radio interview that they're going to go back to their goalie rotation as it was. And, um, and like Alex said, you know, it's something that I guess was promised to him before we signed that he was going to get this game. And look, it went as well as anything could have been expected. You know, just like everything else that Bill Zito was orchestrated to this point. It just worked out well for the Panthers. I'm mad at you, David. <laughs> why, why are you mad at David? Everything that Bill Zito has orchestrated, you know there's one thing in particular that we've been taking heat for. <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> taking heat for. <laughs> it Does it rhyme with fam fennet? It, do, it does, Ian. Uh, but <laughs> I see the red you did there. <laughs> uh, so really quickly, David and I always laugh that we think ex- – we will tweet things at the exact same time. We will, we will text each other things at the exact same time. Uh, David, what you don't know is right before you signed on to the Zoom, I had just said to Jacob and Alex, it didn't feel like he faced 30-some-odd shots uh, in that game. So it's just another example. Um, it, it was the perfect situation, not to reiterate everything you guys said. Everyone knows the the line on him on Spencer Knight is he's calm, he's cool, he's collected. And that's sort of what it looks like on the ice. And that's what we got a view of, Um, you know, you could tell he was emotional at the end of the game, but that's about as as much emotion as you're going to get from him unless he's, you know, talking smack to his own guys during, during practice on a mic'd up. Uh, I think it was the perfect situation. I'm happy for him. Uh, What a way to give some kid, give a 20 year old kid, a, a birthday present, yeah. but B, some confidence, um, you know, regardless of the fact that this is a Blue Jackets team that is crashing and burning right now, to say the least. There's still NHL players or borderline NHL <laughs> players for some of them. 
uh, replacement level for many of them, but it's still NHL guys. It's still high level guys. And it's a pro that is a pro that is a professional hockey league game on, uh, you know, on his belt. That's awesome. Yeah, and Ian, you, you just touched on it that he had turned 20 years old the day before his first NHL start. I mean, he, he is a child and I mean, what a, what a great way, like you said, to just bring him in and show him that he can do this, that he can play in the NHL. Um, I, I, Max Domi, healthy scratch for the second straight game. Zach Wierenski's out for the season. They just traded their captain, Nick Felino away to Toronto. Very depleted team, but still, I mean, you come in and this kid played perfectly. Let in one goal that in no way, no, he let in one. Frank Vetrano let in the other. And to be we'll fair, Anton Strallman let in the first one. He, that money puck had that goal, the, the goal that was allowed um, at a 71% chance of, 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 of scoring. There's not much that he's going to be able to do there when, when a defender just leaves him totally out to dry on a penalty kill. So he, not, nothing that happened to his discredit was against was his fault. And, and that shows in the numbers. Money Puck had, uh, had one goal allowed on 1.9 expected goals. Uh, Evolving Hockey has, uh, has him at a goal, saved above, a goal saved above expected of 0.6, which is pretty good for one game, especially his first game. Uh, and I, I ran the report of uh, all goalies who have faced at least one unblocked shot attempt. Uh, and of the uh, 95 goalies who have uh, faced at least one unblocked shot attempt against them this season, Spencer Knight ranks 30th in goals saved above expected. It's one game, sure, but I mean, what a great way to make your mark uh, and, and tell the NHL that you're here. And these are all great things that are going to give him a ton of confidence, you know, going into the offseason. Like, I made the right choice. Yeah. I had a great game. You know, I, I would guess that he's going to get a chance. You know, we don't know how things are going to shake out in the offseason. We don't know what their plan might be. But you think he's going to at least get an opportunity to maybe win that backup job next year? Yeah. Now, is that something that they want to do with him? Would they maybe want him to be a starter in the AHL, which honestly, I don't even remember where they're supposed to be next year. Is it Springfield, Syracuse? Charlotte. No, it's oh, Charlotte. Charlotte. One for three here. <laughs> um, no, but like, you know, are they going to want him to play 50 games? Because remember, he's coming out of college. He hasn't done the full professional season yet. So that also could come into factor, whereas you don't want somebody to hit that rookie wall. Um, but either way, I mean, two years left to burn on his ELC. By the time that's over, you'd think he's going to be ready for a bigger deal and a bigger position with the Panthers. Um, I'm I'm pretty pumped about how they're handling this goaltender, to be honest. Yeah, I, I you know, in terms of the long-term impact real quick, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, yeah, you had to burn a year in the ELC to get him to sign. Fine, you still have the best goal prospect since Carey Price, locked up for two more years on basically for free. I, I do agree with you. I think the AHL is the, the plan for next year and either – Sam Montembeau or, you know, a vet on a one-year, $1 million deal as the number two. Hmm. However, I think they're going to give Spencer Knight an opportunity to battle for it. But the best thing for him is to play games in the AHL. I mean, you got to remember, his, the people in his class from two weeks ago are preparing for uh, their final exams right now. He's a sophomore in college. So I know we, you know, Jacob talked about, and we all kind of talked about how it was a pretty easy first game, and it was. But he was still a sophomore in college who faced, you know, 
30 plus shots and they let in one goal and it wasn't his fault. If we want to get technical, there were two goals. I mean, I was actually, when, when I saw that goal happen and I saw how far out of the net Spencer Knight was, and I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen him that far out of position ever on a play. I'm like, something had to be go had to happen here. And then the replay happened. And I see Fred Petrano run into him and I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. And what I loved even more was he was mad at himself for being in a position that Frank Petrano ran into him and pulled him out of the net and he couldn't make a save. I mean, obviously it was all moved to the play was offside, but like that was Spencer Knight, so technically sound. It's impressive. And he, again, he really wasn't tested. The most difficult shot he faced had a 22% expected goal. And uh, that's, you know, that's not a, Difficult game. The rest was like, you know, under 10%, again, other than the stronger goal. But a really impressive first performance. I texted David right after that, the goal that was taken away. And I just went, where was Knight going? And then I saw the replay and I was like, okay. And then I went, that was the worst back check I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> but, I mean, Frank Petrano at full Frank Petrano speed. And this is completely unlike Frank Petrano. Full Frank Petrano speed is puck watching and just goes straight into night and just clears him out completely. Um, look, the first goal on a power play uh, hits a stick, then a skate. And then who was it? It was Roslovic yeah. hits it out of midair. I mean, maybe if you're nitpicking, he tried, if you watch on a replay, he tried to shove Roslovic out of his crease and he kind of whiffed and it put him slightly out of position, but like, I mean, again, I'm nitpicking here. We can just keep going in circles saying this was a solid game for a young goaltender. I think, I, I mean, I totally agree with you guys that the path for him should be, hopefully, let I me mean, look, he might come into camp next year and blow everybody away and win the backup job. Um, but the path should be go to Charlotte, be the starting goalie for a year, bring up Monty, bring in a vet for a year. You, you got, I mean, Look, you hope at, the, at this point Monty's ready to be the backup. He it looked like he was in this camp this year. Uh, he's but, having a great time in Syracuse right now, so he's putting right. up pretty crazy numbers the last couple of months. So you so you think so you think Monty's ready to be the backup, and then you hope that Monty shows enough through next season on the third year of Bob's deal that Monty can e- you can either get something for Monty at a trade deadline or at the end of the year or something like that. You can trade him away, do something with that, and then you bring up Knight for Bob's fourth year, let him learn under, let him learn how to prepare. I know. Yeah. I see, I see Jacob. <laughs> is it, is, it is just it, makes it, me does so it just sad. feel like a stab every time fourth I say year, fourth year? Fifth year, sixth year. <laughs> so, so on Bob's fourth year, you let Knight learn about, I mean, look, if there's, if there's one thing that Bob does still at a Vesna level, it's preparation. And you let Knight learn that kind of preparation and Drieger, I mean, Drieger's talked about it. He's talked about, look, I, I thought I knew what I was doing. And then I came here and I saw what Bob does and it changed his entire pregame, his entire pregame ritual and everything like that. You let Knight learn. And then you, you know what, in those last two years of Bob's deal, cause he still has two left after that. Th- three You're killing me. In. <laughs> uh, three, three, yeah. three Four, years five, of his five, six, seven. Yeah. You see what you can do for, you know, the contract becomes an issue there, but I mean, you see that Spencer Knight can hopefully be your goalie of the future. I look, it was one game, but his body of work throughout. Hey, look, he's got a 971 save percentage right now in the NHL. Stop the count. He's the best goalie of all time. (laughs) 
you know, it's it's so interesting to me that all three of you are kind of in agreement there with uh, with let Spencer Knight be the starting goalie for the Charlotte Checkers. Because I'm I'm here thinking, and this is why I'm gonna shut my damn mouth for most of this podcast. I'm here thinking, look, let's say Chris Drieger bounces to go be a starter somewhere else. I, I think, oh, as, yeah, if he can, if he can get the bag, man. I mean, someone will pay yeah, you to be a starter, it. and it's probably not gonna be the Panthers. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm sitting here like, if there's one thing that we've learned from this season in particular, it's that we need two goalies who can play 40 games. And so I don't, I don't know if Sam Montembeau is up to that task. Look, I, I don't think Sam Montembeau has in, in his, however many NHL games he's played. I don't think he's had a game where he looked as good as Spencer Knight did yesterday. Um, granted, I haven't watched him at all in the AHL this year. Uh, so I can't really, uh, I can't really claim yeah. to be an expert on Monty. Well, nobody can see this, but um, as Jacob is saying that, the three goalies in the Zoom are all just kind of like slowly <laughs> moving back and forth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, Monty had some good games. Like there, were, I mean, I never watched Sam Montembeau and, and was like, oh, I trust. And that's him. why we're here. Saves. Be quiet now. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is what I mean. The goalies are trying yeah, to yeah, strong arm me out of my own <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Oh, this is now G2G, goalie-to-goalie network. Montebo will have, like, one stinker. Like, I remember last year, whether it was, like, against the Rangers, maybe it was against the Bruins, where, like, he has, like, one really bad period and then plays spectacular the rest of the game. I think he's just now figuring out how to put it all together and be a bit more consistent with it. But with Montebo, what is he, like, 24 now? 24, yeah. He's grown into himself. He's big, he's strong. He's technically sound, which is something that we've seen him kind of mature on. But with Spencer Knight, like he's still so young that you you can see, like as far as technicalities go, there is a there's a lot of room for him to grow and improve still, and that's just the custom to him getting older and for, to him growing into you know his adult self. Um, last night, a lot of his game was based on instinct and reflexes. You saw a lot of saves that he was making with like the ends of his leg pads where the rebounds were shooting right back out in front. Where under normal circumstances, a goaltender is anticipating that play, they get a stick out on it or they angle their leg a little bit more towards the corner. And that's how you do rebound control. So again, Knight made a lot of those saves last night that he needed to make, but he wasn't making them in a way that you would see long-term NHL success against, you know, like the Carolinas and the Tampas. And again, not a knock on Knight. It was his first game and he's 20 years old in two days. So, you know, there's a lot to see there. I'm just not ready to hand over the reins just yet. Another example of David and me having the exact same brain. I took some notes before I did this and I will read you word for word what I wrote. I thought his rebound control was a little all over the place at times, but that's probably more about nerves and being young than anything else. He was solid for most of the game. That's that's exactly right. Right. It's, it is, there is something to be said for getting used to the speed and the, and the strength and the will. And I mean, it's a different, it's a different game. Um, you know, it's a small sample size. I mean, look, look at Matt Kirstead. He looked fine for the first couple games. I know you guys are going to yell at me about the underlying stats, but he looked fine for the first couple games. And then there were three games in a row where it looked like he probably should have been scratched until he finally was scratched. When you're a rookie, you might be able to come in and be solid for a, a, a there, there's a reason they say rookies hit a wall at some point, um, especially in a season like we're in right now. Um, I think that you give, I think Monty's ready. I think Monty was ready this year. Drieger just was, I mean, Drieger's a, a starting goaltender on any other team in this entire oh, league right now, except for Tampa Bay. 
any other team. Where Andre Vasilevsky um, should probably also win the heart in addition to being a lock for the Vezina. I mean, <laughs> well, and and I I tweeted this out a few days ago. The only goalie who's played a significant number of games, and it may not be the same any anymore, but the only goalie with a better save percentage than Chris Drieger this season, who have played more than like fifteen games, was Andre Vasilevsky. It was ridiculous. Um, nonetheless, Mo- I think Monty is ready to handle that. I think Monty, you give him that you give him this chance in the NHL. You let him be the, the, the backup to Bob. You give Spencer Knight as much time as he can get in the NHL in the AHL, excuse me, let him get used to the pro game. Uh, and I think that's going to be best for his development. Just on the topic of Vasilevsky. I mean, Vasilevsky's, if you don't think he should win the heart, Andre Vasilevsky's goals above replacement as a goalie is 26.9. Second place among goalies is Marc-Andre Fleury at 22.4. Four and a half is a really big number for goals above replacement at this, after only, well, actually, I guess, you know, Fleury has played only 30 games to Vasilevsky's 36. So it might be a little bit closer than it seems, but I mean, as a goalie, that's, that's nuts. He's been crazy. That's what the Panthers are hoping to get from Spencer Knight. Okay. Just for reference, the among skaters, the top player in uh, goals above replacement is Connor McDavid, who in 44 games has 19.7. Vasilevsky should win the heart. I mean, it's it's crazy. No, I'm I'm with you. Like I think he's at least ought to be in consideration. Tampa has not been like the Tampa that we've seen the last two years, but there's still standings wise the tampa that we've seen the last couple of years and that's because their goalies carried them and we've seen it now goalie. enough but whether it's complaining goalie yeah. yes i goalie. agree with one of the goalies their goalie, on the ha- their goalie has carried them their backup goalies have a combined yeah, like seven wins it's oh, that's the thing. Like, when whether it's been mcelaney or whoever's played like that's when tampa's been suspect but they're out there with vasilevsky he's making like 40 12 billion saves every game and 40, like, that's, that's, that's my number. favorite number 40 12 billion <laughs> McElhaney and Gibson are combined three, three, no, it can't be three wins. Uh, it could be. Well, how many it's, does Vasilevsky have? 27. 27 wins for Vasilevsky. Yeah, that's because Florida's got 30. So that makes Holy sense. Holy cap. Curtis McElhaney and Chris Gibson are combined for three wins. Could one of McElhaney, one overtime loss. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the Drieger's worst games that McElhaney win where he just misplayed a few pucks. And I think, I think that was like a three, two loss. If I remember right. That statistic is so crazy, by the way, I thought I was misreading it and had to redo my math, even though it was literally one plus three. (laughs) (laughs) Not all of us can be statistical experts. And I get it. Math is hard sometimes. (laughs) Why was a journalism major, my friend. That's why I'm a lawyer. I was a sociology major. Look, none of us have degrees in math. And yet, and yet this is the podcast where all we do is talk about math and charts and graphs. Well, you yeah. can thank my statistics for sociology class uh, my junior year of college for unlocking that love. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun watching um, Knight, Spencer Knight. I almost called him Sam Knight. Uh, Am I the only one, though, who was disappointed that he didn't have any custom Panthers pads? I mean, it was cool seeing the Team USA pads, but, like, I, think I wanted to see what he pulled out. Disappointed. Goal, you know, we're nerds for gear, of course. You know, yeah. that's frustrating. And it, it was extra, like, extra weird 
that his pads not only weren't Panthers pads, but they actually matched perfectly with the team they were playing against. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I didn't even think about the stars that. and yeah, everything. The, the red white, red, white team the USA matches the jackets yeah. real nicely. <laughs> Yeah. So, no, I'm looking for maybe that's that. why maybe that's why the jackets played so poorly maybe they were just confused thinking that they were shooting like warm-up pucks on their own goalie or something david definitely noticed david definitely noticed this because i know he's he david is i've never seen anyone more obsessed with goalie kits than any than david but if you noticed the usa logo on his pads was actually covered up or ripped <laughs> off likely uh, it was it was weird the way the pads did have that that they, weird wearing and tearing on on the top. Yeah, they still yeah. like a patch over it or something. <laughs> it was a, either a patch or they literally shit. ripped it off. <laughs> see, and this is yeah, another another things. big difference between the goalie panel and me. I'm over here thinking, oh, that's adorable. He's wearing his BC mask and his Team USA pads. That's so cute. I love it. I wanted to, I wanted to see his Panther mask though. I wanted to see where Squidward was going to show up on the helmet. One thing I do want, I, I want to know if any of you guys noticed in the second period. So he's obviously known for being very confident with his stick. He loves playing the puck. Did any, did either of you guys notice, it, or Jacob, you're, you're nodding. Oh, yeah. In the yeah. second period, he went behind the net. He, the yes. Fake. He, he, no, did, well, no, 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 no. He used, he used the front, like the nose of his stick and just swiped it backwards around. I have never seen. I've never seen that either. Anything before. He literally used the toe of his stick and just whipped it behind him. It was crazy. I've never seen anything like that before. And this is, and I, and I've said this before, I was terrible at handling the puck. Terrible. <laughs> Live grenade was, when the puck was on my stick. I was, I was better at backhanding it because I could just flip it high than I was forehand the pass. It was terrible. I, the, the confidence you have to have to not only do fakes, like you were talking about, like a head fake or, to do that with that much power, it was almost, he's almost too confident because in the third period, it got caught uh, behind his net and Kirstead actually cleared it out. But I mean, that was just, that was, I've just never seen that. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch the game just like yeah, you did because I, I, I have no period. idea what you're even talking about. <laughs> I spent second a good period. 10 minutes trying to figure out why. Like after it, I'm like maybe like he was like pushing the stick up against the board and like kind of like leveraged and made it up, made like a whipping effect out of it. Maybe. But like I saw the blade turn over and I'm like I've never seen a goalie do that. I've never even considered doing that. Yep. The toe like, was the toe was perpendicular to the ice and he just ripped it backwards along the boards. It was in the second period, Jacob. You can go back and find yeah, it. I might have to. I mean, right. maybe maybe it was to get the puck off of his backhand. All right, here's here's a quick question for all of you guys. Just being that Spencer Knight is such a good puck handler, just real quick off the top of your head, any Panthers goalies ever that were good puck handlers? Go. Sam Montemoe, that's the only one. Sam Beaverick was terrible. Trevor Kidd was terrible. Vernon was terrible. Luongo, Luongo was god awful. Horrible. <laughs> um, Luongo, honestly, is a is, uh, that's if you would like take me up like a notch, that was Luongo. Um, no, I mean, J- I, Jamie McLennan, I, I, if I remember right, was decent. No. Kevin Wheat could Kevin Wheat handle the puck? Can can Belf could could what is yeah Belfour Belfour is who I was thinking of. Could Belfour handle the puck? Yeah, he Belfour could handle the puck, was, okay. Belfour was old school handle the puck, but yeah, he could he, do it. He, he was okay. Yeah, he was he was underhand. He was like. But as the, far as like when you think about like no, the, nothing the, like the that new school goalies that are like back there like whipping it around as though they're wearing players' gloves and all yeah. that. Panthers have never yeah ever the Panthers had have never had anyone like a Mike Smith or a Pecorino as far as handling never, the puck yeah, goes. Never nothing Except like that. until now. It's like it's like an extra defenseman. 
No, this is this is an element that Panthers fans are, are never they've never had before. It's going to be like an entire new experience when suddenly you've got a goaltender in Spencer Knight that's out there not only stopping the stopping and break-ins and, and dumpings and all that good stuff, but he's whipping it around like what Vasilevsky did to the Panthers the other night <laughs> on that uh what was it a bad change? Goal. Yeah, a, a bad change and he got the power play goal out of it. Yeah. yeah um, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I just again want to give credit to Sam Montembeau because we have one listener who will skewer us if we don't <laughs> we don't give Sam Montembeau his due when it comes to uh, is it his, is it his I think we've given Monty a lot of love on this podcast. No, but what I'm saying is like Monty is an outstanding puck handler as well. Oh, he is. So I would, I would say those are honestly, it's Monty and Knight are the two best puck handlers in Panthers goalie history. So there's our Monty. Okay, role. so goalies, please skewer me for this because I don't like when goalies handle pucks obviously it's better that they can than they can't but i don't like when it happens i don't want my goalies to be good at it because i don't want i don't want them to need them to no you don't know what it's like to have a goalie that can do that it's such a big help you've got to understand it's not you've just been watching too much panthers hockey for your entire life (laughs) you have you don't know what it's like to have a marty brodeur because when it brodeur was doing it it was upsetting because it was happening to the panthers you got to flip the script on that Okay. It is literally having it's like having it's like having a third defenseman that can do a stretch pass at any moment. It's completely different. And it, it adds an entire element to the game to a team's game that you can actually game plan around. And it is if the Panthers have a goalie that's suddenly possessing the puck more on this team that what they do amazingly well is hang on to the puck and play keep away. If you can add that element hmm. yeah. I I'm I'm getting a little too cautiously optimistic with what's being built in South Florida between what Zito did in the off season to what he did at the trade deadline to how it not only look. And here's the damn thing. The deadline. Damn you with the deadline again. It's not that, it that good Zito's of a bringing, deadline. Damn it. I mean, we had a bad series. production of wins and how the team is performing, how they're, and look, I get that they've played not great teams, which is why this week is going to be the test to see how well it really can be executed. But all these guys that Zito's bringing in, they're not the flashiest guys per se, but they fit in what's happening in South Florida. They fit in what Quenville is getting out of his team. That's why they're the right players. They might not be great statistically. They might not be the best guys for, you know, whatever reasons in terms of a Taylor Hall or a Anthony Mantha, but it's working. And that's why yeah. I'm excited about it because Zito really seems to have his finger on the pulse of this team. And if he can draft as well as he's been doing and bringing in players, how how can the sky not be the limit? Sure. And look, we've had sure. one draft with Zito at the helm, and over, look, we got Anton Lundell out of it. <laughs> so, and, and, I mean... Half a Sam Bennett. You know what, David? <laughs> <laughs> and see, I was about to go the exact opposite. I'm like, well, he's not a Panther anymore, but Emil Heidemann actually looks like a pretty good Yeah, pick, no, but... I started thinking about round two of the 2020 draft, and I, I had to stop myself from saying anything because I was going to trap myself into complimenting Bennett. How has uh, Sam Bennett's mustache not been made into a Twitter account yet? Oh, that is such a good idea, Ian. Oh, if I wasn't running a Carter Verhage goal tracker, I would probably start the the Sam Bennett's mustache ego account. <laughs> but yeah, Sam Bennett has fit really well. I mean, look, Jacob and I will die so on the hill that the Panthers overpaid because he, they should not have had to give up two the equivalent of two second round picks for him. We will die on that hill. Mm-hmm. But we also can't deny that he's fit in extremely well. Like you said, David, it doesn't matter what his numbers were prior. 
right now, it's only been three games or it's been four games now. His numbers, both analytic-wise and counting-wise, have been very good for the Panthers. He's probably, if and, I had to guess, he's probably led the Panthers in expected goals for percentage in the in the three games he's played for us. That line is, Huberto needed something to change. He was in a slump, and it yeah. was partially, I mean, look, I'm not taking a shot at Alice Wenberg, who's a great defensive forward, but he's not a play driver Right. And not a finisher. Right. And that's what and 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 look, Hornfist was that in the beginning of the season, but he's not he's not in his twenties anymore. You know, he's not he can't do that for this kind of season. Right. Um, he needed some kind of change and you put Duclair on a line with Huberto. That's the straw. <laughs> I mean, holy crap. You put Duclair on a line with him and then Bennett, who knows that he's supposed to just crash the net. I yep. mean, both of his goals. We're just crashing the net and banging home a read. Yeah. And it was gorgeous. And and he's that's the Duclair his his first goal was crashing the net. Duclair found him right in front of the net. I mean, it's just been give me all of that. And then one thing quickly, I gotta say, the, the pass from Gusev to Barkov on Barkov's goal. Great pass. But did you guys see what Barkov did in a blink of an yes. eye? That pass was to his skates. The pass was to his skates, but we didn't – any other player, we all would have just crapped our pants at how great of a play it was that in one move he kicked it up to his own stick and got himself into a shooting position. Yeah. But, but because it's Alexander Barkov, we didn't think about it. It was just a great shot. See, if you watch I don't that notice replay, the little things that the ridiculous. goalies do, but I noticed that shit. <laughs> It was ridiculous. He kicked it up to his own stick. It was unbelievable. Barkov is the best soccer player in the NHL. <laughs> Alex Wenberg also a very Wenberg good soccer is player also in the very NHL. Good at it, yeah. Fantastic with his. But skates. yeah, to, to your point, Ian, like yeah, Huberto needed Duclair. It just so happens that Bennett is the perfect third man for that line. Sure. And yeah, like you... the Sam Benetrade has made me reevaluate to myself. Like I, I'm going to reevaluate the way that I react to trades. I'm no longer going to refer to them as good or bad. I'm going to refer to them as high risk or low risk. The Bennett trade was a high risk trade. It was. Well, but it's, it's working. Because of what they gave up <laughs> exactly. for. Exactly. Well, that's why it's high risk. Instead of, right. So instead of calling it a bad trade because of what we gave up for them, I'm going to start referring to it as a high risk trade because the yeah, chances of working out as well as it has for what we gave up were really low. But the so odds are working so. out in our favor. So good for us. Well, not in our favor, Jacob, but uh, I think in our favor as fans, also. Well, as far as fans, but in terms of our our takes being proven true, not going so well. That's fair. (laughs) Um, I know we need to uh, wrap soon because we promised David we'd be done in about forty-ish minutes. So, do we want to do uh, final thoughts on Spencer Knight? Before we uh, call it a day. Oh, did you intend to say call it a night after however you just phrased it? Was it supposed to be? Yes, I did. That was that was yeah. a pun intended. Thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what else I can. There is the say. I'm trying to think back to like uh, everything that I was jotting down about night yesterday. Um, what what else is there to say at this point? He's young and he didn't show it. You heard Q talking about it. You heard Huberto talking about it. Everybody was talking about it after the game how he just seemed like another game to him. He's been on the big stages, World Juniors, you know, NCAA tournament all that good stuff. So it's not like any, anything's going to shake him at this point. You know, we'll see what happens when he gets to his first playoff game in the, uh, in the Stanley cup and all that. But I mean, at this point, I think it's just a matter of getting him 
coached up and he's in the right place to do it between Roberto Luando, Francois Allaire and the team that they put together. Um, it, it's a good situation for him. And uh, I think it was a smart move to get him with the team now to get him right away into their system, get him integrated in it and yeah. get him an NHL win to boot. And Alex, just because you keep, you keep teasing it. He was great in RVH and he's great getting out of it quickly. I was just taught yeah. uh, vertical horizontal. I wasn't taught RVH. I guess I just sort of, and just for those who are what listening going, RVH? what on no, earth are I they will saying? ask for you. What the uh, hell is RVH? RVH, RVH, <laughs> RVH. If you want to think of RVH, just think of Jonathan quick on the post when the puck is behind the net. Basically he's got his, when, okay. When the puck is behind the net, you are down with your, with, if you're on the right post, let's say your right leg is flat with your toe against the post, you're covering the bottom of the net and basically you're preventing it so that when they try to go in a wraparound, that's it. So that is reverse vertical horizontal or RVH. Vertical horizontal is when your leg is uh, at the same angle as the post and that is vertical horizontal. That is much more old school. So that is a quick and totally not helpful because you can't see my hands while you're doing this on you know, you're all missing is is everybody totally cracking up because i'm doing all these david is now people. off camera david lost his grind over this for some reason so uh anyway just just youtube rvh or vertical horizontal and you'll be good uh but alex to your point great at rvh quick to get out of it which is always an issue because yeah, then you can overly the, rely uh, on it. top of your net uh correct uh so I, you know what i just wanted to bring that up I honestly got a better reaction out of david than i ever expected <laughs> um you know what we we can say it all you know we can say it a billion times over he you know had birthday to a 20 year old kid getting an a nhl game and you know what? Like that was the perfect game for him. It's exactly what you want to see happen in front of your rookie goaltender in his first ever start, put up five goals, play good defense, try not to plow through him, Frank Petrano. And <laughs> that's not how you, play you know what? I'm, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to watch him develop. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, I think there's all good things for him in the future. I, I'm just very excited that uh, that Spencer Knight is already the greatest goalie in Panthers history. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him win eight Vezinas, uh, four Stanley Cups, and at least one Conn Smythe. Jacob, do me a quick favor and just uh, replay what an RVH is. Totally. RVH is? No. I'll quiz, I'll quiz him next time. <laughs> so so RVH uh, is – is uh, so when the puck is behind the net, you, you want to be uh, – you're, you're already – Shit. <laughs> something, something, hug the post and have your opposite leg flat Not the to the opposite ice and leg stretched. That's it's it's the same leg, but that's clear. Yeah, legs outstretched. That was fine. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not a goalie. I'm never gonna be a goalie. When I when I go back to the Panthers adult learn to play, I'm gonna try to tap back into my roots as a defenseman. <laughs> Join the club. Being a goalie is so much fun. Until like, everyone hates like, you. Oh okay, but then you get to do like the Drieger save against uh the, the stars and it's like the greatest feeling of all time. Like you literally just walk around with a huge emotion for like <laughs> a week because you've made this amazing save. Most of us make a save like that. It's because we're too fat and slow to be in the right position. And we're just diving back with our stick. <laughs> but yes, it does feel really cool. See, I, yeah. I'd rather just throw people against the boards and have everyone love me. So. Have you played men's league before? They kind of frown on that thing, you uh, know? No, we're, we're going back. I probably stopped playing hockey at any reasonably competitive uh, level when I was 11 years old, uh, when my family uh, moved from Chicago to... They Bell allowed Bell. body checking at age 11? Not technically. 
Now I can see why you might have been asked to stop playing hockey. I, I was not asked to stop. We moved to Florida in 2005. There was no, there wasn't a whole lot of ice around. Um, but uh, you're talking to three guys who are who older than me playing, playing high school hockey. hockey. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, uh, the, actually, it's it's funny. The reason that uh, that I started playing defense, I started playing hockey. I, I played from like ages eight to eleven. Uh, and the the part of my Twitter bio where I say youth hockey all star is real. Uh, I was named to my my rec league's all star team, which was very exciting for me. Uh, but I was ten years old, and no one cares. Uh, <laughs> but I I started playing defense. My grandfather loves the story because uh, when I started playing, I didn't I was a good skater, but I didn't know how to stop. So I would use other people to stop my momentum. <laughs> So my coach at age eight was basically like, look, if you're going to use other bodies to, to, to stop your momentum and be able to stop skating because you don't know how to stop on skates, aim for the other team's players and I'm going to put you on defense. And that's how I started playing def- defense. Good coaching. Good coaching. Look, it got me to, to, to my rec league's all-star team at age 10. <laughs> Bring it home, Alex. And uh, I had an 11-year-old uh, – Little League All-Star on my Twitter profile now. It just reminded me of this great memory that I hadn't thought of in a long time. I don't think I ever made an All-Star game in anything other than hockey, so oh, I can't oh, See, I'm really upset that you added other than hockey because I was about to say that that means I was a better hockey player than you. No, you definitely <laughs> were not. I'm pretty sure I have more goals as a defenseman than you do. <laughs> the, the more important thing is that you have more national championships than I do. <laughs> That's yeah, I had a hat trick in a game once, and that was a travel game too. <laughs> um, but yeah, to, to finish it up on Spencer Knight, um, I was really impressed with what I saw in terms of a twenty-year-old, a twenty-two-day-old player in the NHL. I mean, I haven't looked it up, but he's got to be in like at least the top ten to fifteen youngest goalies to ever win a game in the NHL. Um, he's really impressive. He was definitely a little nervous in terms of like his typical like stature in the net is extremely calm there's very minimal movement so he was definitely swimming a little bit more than normal but that swimming a little bit more than normal was better than most goalies in the nhl already like he is so technically sound that uh that flip stick you know clearing attempt was still one of the cooler things i've seen like i love watching goals you can play the puck so the fact that spencer can do that as well like it was the absolutely perfect debut and now he just kind of gets to uh be the third goalie. Uh, hopefully he's not needed because we don't want to see Drieger and Bob hurt. So, you know, great season for the guy. You know, it didn't work out. He didn't get his uh, NCAA championship, but now he gets to go on a playoff run with the Panthers. All that said, I'm going to be absolutely devastated when they trade him in the offseason for Jack Eichel. <laughs> That's a good cleanup. Lindell and Knight for Eichel. Send it. It'll sting for a second, but then we'll have Jack Eichel, so... I think Alex came up with that sign off like yesterday afternoon and he's like, Oh, I got to get a podcast together. I've got, it's like jerk store. It's like the perfect thing. I got to get it out. now." Oh no. See David, I, I can probably guarantee you that Alex has been working on that one for a while. <laughs> no, that actually came to me right when I said like, Oh, let's do final thoughts. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go laugh. Cause I got a good one. Okay. We're all, but, uh, yeah, no. That would be so heartbreaking. It would be heartbreaking for like a minute, and then we'd realize that we had Jack Eichel, and there would be no. Yeah, but as break. goalies, we want to we want to have the young goalie stud prospect more than Jack Eichel. Devin that Levi, who has the added bonus of being Jewish, being a Jew. There you go, Ian. See, you <laughs> get it. 
This doesn't appeal to me, though. I'm not a member of the tribe. See, there are three goalies and one non-goalie, but there are also three Jews and one non-Jew, so everything kind of evens out here. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone, for uh, paying, for listening into the Goalie to Goalie podcast. Yeah. Um, David and Ian, you guys want to plug yourselves real quick where everyone can find you? Uh, local 10. I just kind of <laughs> Wait, don't don't forget chirping the cats. Uh, David has a great podcast of his own. It's extremely entertaining. He's also live on onside radio at 10 a.m. every Saturday. Do I have that right, David? Yes, sir. So yeah, check out David's work. He does a lot of work covering the Panthers, and he's very good at it. Ian, again, local 10. He uh, doesn't cover the Panthers, but if you follow him, professionally, you'll get anyway. plenty of <laughs> you'll get plenty of Panthers hot takes, and uh, he knows his stuff too. So. Thank you for listening to the uh, Goalie to Goalie podcast. This was awesome. I want to do another Goalie Roundtable soon. That was it. Thank you for listening. Uh, oh, we have a giveaway, guys. We're giving away. We're giving away David Dwork. <laughs> His wife does not know about this, but we're giving away. Amy David is Dwork. not signed off. <laughs> I was think, like, she's behind this. Like, this, this isn't yeah, she, she reached out to me personally and was like, look, Jamie, please. Like, random Jamie, Jamie's podcast, joining the, the way. Jamie's joining the Zoom right now to announce the giveaway. <laughs> no, but we are giving away a subscription to George Richards' website, Florida Hockey Now. It's a year-long subscription to support you know, local media. And uh, all you've got to do is follow the PTP main account on Twitter and, we, and follow George Richards and then rate, review our, our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, and retweet the giveaway tweet with the hashtag PTP giveaway and you're entered. That's it. It's not hard. It's four easy things. It costs you nothing. And you can win a full year long subscription to one of our only local sources for Panthers news other than David. And uh, beyond that, make sure you download Vigit, sign up using code PTP hockey for 2,500 coins and join the point to point hockey betting league uh, to win cool Panthers prizes from us here at uh, the point to point network. Gentlemen, thank you so much for a, for a wonderful evening of making sure that I sound as stupid as humanly possible. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to do this again when Devin Levi gets a shutout in his first NHL start as well. On a Friday night. On a Friday night. There we go. Shabbat shalom. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com Internet for details.